The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday morning. And we're glad you're with us and giving me the chance to be part of your day. I uh, would like to invite you, if you are local to our area, to join us tonight uh, for our Wednesday evening service. It's a family night as we have different ministries for different every part of the family. Kids club starts back in the kids wing, ends up in our gymnasium. Uh, youth starts in the gym, ends up in the youth wing. And uh, so we'll have all those different things available. And then for the adults, we have an adult Bible study. We are currently just started last week going through the different parables of Jesus. And so this tonight, we will work through a different parable. And I think it'll be a help. It's an encouragement. The sessions on Wednesday are very discussional. It is not, uh, it's different than a Sunday morning. It's a class, more of a discussion classroom setting. And then at the end, there's some time for prayer if you want to participate in that as well. And so that'll be tonight starting at 7 o'clock. If some reason you're unable to make it or you're not local to our area, uh, you can watch the Bible study online at our website, YouTube, or Facebook. So t- uh, today we're going to continue. We started yesterday, and today we're going to continue in Psalm 127. My intention uh, was to do the entire chapter yesterday, and I pretty much got through half of verse 1. Uh, one of the things is this chapter, and I might not even get through it all today. This chapter leads into the or talks specifically about relationships and family. And I'll be honest, if there's anything that carries with it more questions, more concerns, more heartache, more joy... It's going to be family and relationships. And as God says, when we build it on Him, there's great joy. When we decide to build it on ourselves and our frustration and what we want, uh, there's a lot of emptiness. There's a lot of vanity and emptiness and frustration. So let me go through and just a quick review of yesterday. He says in the verse 1, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. What we were talking about is as important as Christian schools are, as important as youth group and church and all that is, if, the, if we as parents and family decide that that's how we're going to rear our kids, kids, let them do it. We missed the point. Those need to be extensions of our home, which are an extension of God. So our home needs to be built on the foundation of God's Word, and from there, we then use these other institutions to establish and to reiterate what we're teaching at home. If we if we live a life that really is not interested in God in general, and it's somewhat fake, as we could call it, we're religious but fake, um, then Christian school, church, those things are only going to frustrate our families. Uh, they're looking for real, not perfect, not super religious, but real. Uh, family and parents who desire to really follow the Lord and to do their best it means they're going to have good days, bad days. And, and we, we said that people who watch us, our children, our grandchildren, they're not looking for perfection. They're definitely not looking for us to tell them how much better we are than them. They're looking for somebody. They're going to do what they see. People do what they see. They do not do what they're told. And so they, they need to see reality. And so he says we need to keep our lives. So it starts in our personal lives and then builds out from there. You cannot have a healthy, strong relationship when you do not with other people when you do not have them with God first. It's just a battle. But then he says, except the Lord build the city, the wash and waketh but in vain. Now what he's doing is he's to an extent reiterating the same truth from verse from the first half of the verse. He's talking about the home. Now he goes to the city. Now obviously we talk about the city where the idea is building it, protecting it, the wash he says, when the idea is, except the Lord keep the city, the idea keep is guard it. So unless the Lord guards the city, that watchman. So what they would do is these cities in this day and age would have these huge walls. And many of these walls were, I mean, very, very 
thick. They, some walls were thick enough they would have chariot races on, these, on the top of these walls. They were just huge. And they would do is they would place watchmen all around the, around the wall all throughout the day, daytime, nighttime, and they would watch as guards pretty much. And they would be looking out for anybody who would want to hurt the city, who would want to bring damage to the city. And they were the first line of defense to the people who lived inside the city. So they would then have, they would set up a warning sign. There was all kinds of different ways that could happen from horns to torches and all kinds of different things. But it would warn those in the city, uh, we are in danger, we're under attack. So he says, except the Lord be the one that guards the city, there's no much, there's no level of protection we can put out in front that will do us any good. So again, we need to build our house and our family and our lives on God, and then he needs to be the one to guard. Now, that means we as, as those in charge of homes need to make sure that we are following God's protection. So let me just give you a, a very simple example of that. We want minds that are pure. We want our minds, our home, my mind, my wife's mind, my children's minds to be pure and, and not filled with all of the filth of the world. So that means we need to be careful. The Bible tells us I set no wicked thing before my eyes. I, I can be careful what it is that I watch, what it is that I listen to. If I am watching things in my home and bringing music into my home that is encouraging a lifestyle that is of the world and filthy, well then of course my kids are going to be okay with that. I'm watching and glorifying something that is anti what God wants. So I've got to be careful with that. Now every once in a while we may watch something and they portray a certain lifestyle, whatever. We can explain that our kids need to understand that it's there and that it's how we, that it's wrong biblically, but how we love the people anyway. We need to do that. But I think, here's my point, if we claim to follow God, but what we bring into our lives is so anti-God, we're not following Him. And so God has placed protections, and he's placed protections in his word. He's placed protections. We should you know, not watch certain things, be careful in certain areas, but then bring into our homes things, that, Christian music, things that honor God and, and praise God and help him, and joy and encouragement. And, and it tells us in, in Proverbs, Father, provoke not your kids to wrath. Fathers, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. All these things. These are instructions from God's word that help build this unity in the home. And if we're not, if we're, we want this great result from our home, but we're not willing to follow these things, we're not building on God's foundation, and then we're not letting his truths bring protection to our home. So what do we do? Now, again, this is not about making us feel guilty. This is about, listen, I can always do better. I'm a pastor. I've been doing 21 years. I'm married 23 years. I have three children. And I'm telling you, I, I look back on my life and I say, man, I wish I, and I, there's so many things that I say now, I wish I had done differently. My oldest just turned 21. And I so many times say, I wish I had done this differently, that differently. Man, I was, I was so ignorant when I was 25 or 26. And uh, the key is this, when we can't go back and redo, and God knows that. God is not going to condemn us or our children off of our failures when we were younger. Many of you weren't even saved at that point. So I understand that what, all we can do is what we can do now. God knew we'd get saved at this point, or we'd learn what we need to learn at this point. So we grow in that. Now, I'm going to reference another passage that I've been asked before in a couple of the situations. What about the perverse in Proverbs that says, if we train up a child in the way he should go, when he's old, he will not depart from it. And what we've thought for years that meant, if I teach my kids right and I put them in church and I keep them in school and I do all those things, then when they get old enough, they'll obviously never leave the truths of that. But yet we see so many people who have attempted to do that and yet their kids, you know, aged 18, 19, 20, have very little interest in the things of God. 
Um, the passage does not mean that if we do everything right, our kids will never want to leave God. I've known godly pastors whose kids are, you know, I don't know if I really want anything to do with this. And there's a lot of different things behind that. So what is it? The promise is not in Proverbs 22, 6, that if I do everything right, then my kids will never stray. What it says. And he says, if I... Um, Train up a child in the way it should go when they are old, it will not depart, they will not depart from it. Simply what that means, it doesn't mean that they will not depart from the teachings of God. Okay? What it means is when they get old, the teachings of God will not depart from them. What actually the way to put that is, when they were old, they will not escape the teachings. Okay, so they may choose by their own will, because they have their own will, and they have their own journey they're going to have with God. You remember what your journey was like at their age. Every one of us have it differently. So while they will, they won't, there's no promise that they will ever leave, at least for a period of time, the truths that they know. But the Bible says the truths we teach him, they will never escape those teachings. So the promise is not that our kids will never leave or wander or whatever. It's that the things we teach them will always be there. So when your kid is wandering, those guiding light, those truths, the Bible, as much as some of them want nothing to do with it, it's there. And God has promised that if I train them upright in my home, I have them in church, and I get them in the Christian school, and I, and I surround them, and don't get me wrong, that all of that requires sacrifice, but it's worth it. But, but again, I, I, I'm doing it all myself first. I'm not just giving it away to these people to do it. I do it myself. I'm fully engaged in this. God has said when I do that, all those truths that I've played around my children will never escape them. God will make sure that what I've surrounded them with will be there forever. Now, that just means they might at some point be tortured with it. They want to go a certain direction. Man, I, they're tortured by the fact that God won't let them or whatever it is. So it doesn't mean they won't make mistakes. It just means while they're doing that, they're going to be surrounded by the teaching of the Word of God. That is a powerful promise. Because at some point, that means that God's going to continue to pull them back. Listen, everyone's going to have to do their own journey. We look back at our children when we were their age. We, look at, we view the world and God and church so differently than we do now. And we were hoping, hey, maybe they wouldn't follow in the same. But it's okay. Keep doing right. Keep being in prayer. Keep giving it to God. But again, remember in verse 2, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. It is vain for us to live a life of anxiety, thinking we need to fix something. Whatever we've done, all we can do now is give it to God and beg God and watch God work. He wants our families to be strong. He wants relationships reconciled. He wants kids to love him more than any of us ever could. So we give it to him and trust that he will do them. People have to make their own decisions, but he will work in a way that we never can. So uh, we'll, uh, three, four, and five we'll deal with tomorrow. And I think there's some princi important principles there for each of us. And uh, please understand that when those of us who teach this, we are not void of the battles. We, are not, uh, we do not live life in, in this perfection. When we work in the ministry, everything's perfect. In many occasions, we fight these battles and even more because of the nature of our job. But what we do is we realize that the key is not whether we're empty of these battles. The key is, will we go back to God for the victory? We can't solve these things, but we can give it to God. And that is the hardest thing you will do, I promise you, but the most rewarding. Well, I hope this is a help. I didn't anticipate this chapter to turn into... What could be, you know, three days, but I think it's a help. And if God is what God wants, we'll do it. So I hope it's a help. Hope it's an encouragement. Uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep doing the best you can. Keep walking with God. Be in church. Uh, be listening. Be growing. Being here is a great part of it. 
And you'll be amazed at what God will do when we surrender ourselves to Him. Thanks for the opportunity to be part of your day. Hope it's a help. If you can make it tonight, love to have you tonight, 7 o'clock in person or online. And we just appreciate the chance to be encouragement to you. Hope you have a great rest of your day.